Hello and welcome to the Who's He podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this month's show, we're going to be talking about a big Finnish story uh, called Neverland, which is an eighth doc story, um, which I think was the, was it the 30th in the range, wasn't it? Yes. As I understand, yes, of course. But first, let's see what's been going on since we've been away, because obviously we've been um, away since uh, the end of the last series. And, uh, well... The world's ended. The, yes, exactly, exactly. Yes, it's all gone a bit uh, a bit mad out there, hasn't it, everybody? Of course, we're recording um, in the middle of, the, of our coronavirus lockdown in the UK, and I, I dare say it's the same wherever you're listening, um, whether it's in the UK or anywhere across the globe. Um, we just hope you're all staying safe and staying indoors, basically. Yes. Yes, yes, that's the most important thing. Uh, I think there's a lot of people who can't quite grasp that uh, little fact, isn't there? Yeah, as I said to you when I came round to the barbecue last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, that's why we were trying to get into the pub as well, wasn't it? So, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was all shut for some reason. I yeah, I don't know it. why. I really don't know why. But, uh, no, oh, well. Serious note, note, we are... We're not on homes recording this. Yes, we are indeed. We're doing this through the miracle of Skype. Actually, be honest, as we usually do. Yes. When we uh, when we record. So, uh, yes. So there we are, everybody. There we are. So, um, but obviously, there's been some, you know, some nice things happening, isn't there, during all this sort of negative, um, sort of coronavirus stuff and people falling ill and and obviously people dying as well, which is. Um, which is horrible. Yeah. Who you know, this day and age, you don't. Yeah, I never thought I'd see this in my lifetime. To be honest, no, no, really didn't. But uh, but um, now, despite you know, quite on a few occasions we talk about how sort of negative that uh, sort of Doctor Who fans can be. Uh, there has been some very very nice things going on, and, and some sort of live uh, tweet alongs. Um, as well, um, including um, you know some of the sh- ex showrunners like RTD and, and uh, Stephen Moffat as yes. well, which has been uh, a, a quite a nice surprise. And yeah, and just generally, nobody, as far as I can see, has actually taken the opportunity to to try and score points or give their alternate opinion on things. Yeah, exactly. It all seems to have been. If you, if you if you didn't like whatever, then people have tended to just start. Those people have tended to stay away and yeah. just let the people that have enjoyed it enjoy it again. Exactly. But not only that, we've had sort of almost some, some new content from the ex showrunners as well, haven't we? Um, yes. We, we've had the um, little intro written by Stephen Moffat uh, when they did the live tweet along for Day of the Doctor. Yeah, uh, which um, I think a few people complained about. I, I don't know what people expect, though. Really, they expect some, you know, um, special effects extravaganza. Um, it was Dan Starkey with a, with a Strax doll, basically. Yes. Um, you know, it's just a bit of fun, isn't it? Really. Um, then you had RTD um, release that that uh, sort of Rose prequel, and then Rose the sequel as well. Yeah. Uh, which was quite uh, quite nice to see. Um, so then we had also Jodie Whittaker herself also recorded a little message, uh, telling people to stay safe, and also some little um, sort of a little short story from Chris Chibnall um, of when the docks was falling through the sky at the beginning of um, I've forgotten the name of our first episode now. That's the one who fell to earth. Earth, sorry, yeah. yes. The clue was in the. In the it was really, wasn't it? It was. It was. So, um, but it just goes to show, and sometimes Doctor Who fandom can be. Um, 
a nice place to inhabit. It's not all bad, is it? Yeah. And it's, it's just remembering what links us rather than divides us, isn't yes. it? Yes. Really? <laughs> too true. Too true. Now, as we recalled this evening, um, there's another one um, going on for Vincent the Doctor. Now, this yes. one's actually quite... Um, Sort of quite special, actually, because not only have you got uh, Richard Curtis, who wrote the story, um, you've also got Matt Smith, Karen Gillan, Tony Curran and Bill Nye as well will also be tweeting during. I think they're also going to be on, um, I think, because obviously Karen Gillan's got her own Twitter account, but I think um, Matt Smith, Smith is going to be, was it for Emma Freud's or another, another Twitter account they set somewhere? Up, they set it? up one, I think, for... Uh, Matt Smith and Bill Nye to tweet from. Yeah. And uh, Tony Curran and Karen Gillen, as you say, tweeted from theirs. And Richard Curtis tweeted from Emma Freud. Emma Freud's, yes. Although that... Emma Freud may be tweeted for him, I don't know. I don't know either. But um, no, so I, I don't know how many, but there seems to be, apart from these sort of semi official um, little tweet alongs, I think people have been doing their own. Right. Yeah. Actually, um, and their own sort of watches of yeah, you know, exactly stuff and exactly. Um, I just wondered whether <laughs> whether we should do something like that, but um, I think it just end up being me, me and you on it. And that... <laughs> yes, yeah, I don't know if anyone would join in with that. I'm, I'm not entirely, not no. entirely certain, but uh... no, no we, we can't even get Tony to join in. No, we can't. One. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we're plying him with beer, which we can't do at the moment. No, we so. can't. We can't even do that. Um, I think we we were sort of toying with the idea of, of, of sort of maybe trying to get together to do a um, a, a commentary of some description, um, yeah. but those plans are well and truly on hold um, at the moment. Uh, yeah, so we don't know what when we're gonna. Well, well mainly because the excuse for us being able to get together has been cancelled, doesn't it? As well as one of the one of the things that went fell by the the wayside. Yes, unfortunately, unfortunately. But, uh, so yeah, we didn't even get around to do anything because obviously um, last month is going out at the beginning of April. Um, last month on the eighteenth, we celebrated our ninth anniversary. Yes. Um, now I think on this particular occasion, we just forgot to do something, didn't we? Really, it, it, it just sort of um, passed uh, us by. I think we just a hadn't had, hadn't really worked out what we was going to do. No, I haven't thought about it really, have we? Yeah, and B. By the time we had done, we was too. It was too difficult to to get anything together, really. Yes, it was. Unfortunately, it was. But uh, but um, obviously, next year is our tenth uh, anniversary, and if we're still about, um, still about yeah. we, we would definitely be doing something special for that. Certainly, it, 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 there is a feeling that that this plague is trying to tell us something. Yes, I think it. <laughs> It's time for you to stop, Hoosie. <laughs> it's nature's way of calling time on the podcast. But, uh... If we get to 10 years, it's the locusts, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you never know. You never know, do you? If there's, <laughs> if there's a, oh, God, it could go biblical. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But, uh, but anyway, so um, as I say, this isn't really a, a, a news section, but there was one other um, thing that did happen. Uh, whilst we were off air, uh, and that's sadly that uh, the actor David Collins uh, died at the age of seventy-nine. Now, um, David Collins, if you don't remember, has been in three um, Doctor Who stories. Uh, he was in *Revenge of the Cybermen* as Voris, 
as one of the uh, one of the Vogans under a lot of makeup there. Um, also, I think famously in the Robots of Death um, as well, um, who suffered from was it the the Grimwald syndrome, the fear of robots. Yes. Um, and then finally, the, in the, the the sort of in the lead tight title of uh, Maldrin in Maldrin Undead. So um, yes, he's and he's been in so many other things, including Silver in Saffron Steel. Saffron Steel. Yeah, I mean that's probably actually what I think of him most. In to be honest. Yeah, same here. Same here. Um, now, there's one thing I didn't know about him, um, and that was he voiced Monkey. No, yeah, I saw that and was quite. Yeah, I had absolutely no idea he did that. Oh, absolutely none. I never realised it was him. So, um, yeah, that that was that that really did surprise me. That really did surprise me. But uh, but yeah, like you. Um, Silver, you know, silver and sapphire, still. That's the first thing I, I can remember um, him being in. Um, and I yeah. think it was only after that um, I saw him in Doctor Who, and I thought, oh, that. And again, it wasn't. Oh, he was in Robots of Death or whatever. No, he he was in Sapphire and Steel. Still, yeah, that was it. So, uh, but of course, he was also in Blake Seven as well. But I don't think there were too many British actors who didn't pop up in Blake Seven. So, or, or, who had been in Doctor Who, <laughs> I should say. Oh, <laughs> I saw him in an episode of The Professionals the other day. Oh, really? Mm. Oh, the bowling alley one. With oh, the atomic yes. Bomb. That's... He's the person who assembles the bomb. That's right. And then disassembles it. That's right. I remember that now. Oh, crikey. So, sorry, I've just, I've just obviously spoiled the, the ending of that episode. Of the <laughs> <laughs> I should have said spoilers before I said that. You should have done really, should have done really. But, uh, but of course, he also did uh, work for uh, Big Finish. Um, and he sort of started quite a few um, sort of Doctor Who productions, related productions, I should say. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he just seems to be one of those people that's always sort of sort of been around, doesn't he? Yeah. Really? Um, and it, it's sad that he's passed away. So, um, but as I say, but I mean, whatever he was in, I you know, I, I thought he was always good in it. Yeah, I mean, and that's why he has been in so much. Yeah, exactly. He's one of those good character actors. Yeah. And he still maintained his full um, sort of head of red hair as well. So uh, it was something I'm quite jealous of. So <laughs> I was going to say that's that, that's the that's the secret he's taken to the grave from you, isn't it? Really yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So any anyway, folks, so sorry to sort of you know we saw on the positive. We had to end on a bit of a negative there for the for the news yep. section, but uh, yeah, it's sad. But anyway. Um, we sort of like at least we still got his stories to watch and all the other yes. things he was in as well. So we yeah. can still still enjoy his performances. So uh, that just about wraps up the news section for this month. So uh, coming up next, we're going to be talking about uh, Neverland from Big Finish. So for another month, then that was the news. everybody um this is our first big finish review for well some considerable time actually isn't it so uh, it is yes yes so um as you said at the beginning we're going to be covering uh, neverland this time so let's have a quick listen to the trailer <sighs> doctor of all the countless billions of people in the whole of space and time why did it have to be you october the 5th 1930 
airship R101 crashes in France. Humanium era, Earth, January the 30th, 1933. Adolf Hitler appointed Chancellor of Germany. Humanium era, Earth. It has been a time beyond measurement. Here, alone in the cold, adrift and aloof from my people, my home, once, my name was hailed and feared in equal measure by friends and enemies alike. Surely the Time Lord won't harm you, of all people. On past form, I wouldn't like to bet on that. Am I to assume that the Agency has located the Doctor? Madam President. Where is he? Drifting in the Acteon Galaxy. Doubtless the Doctor will be twisting like a slithery nematode. But he shan't be wriggling off this hook this time. I died. That's right, isn't it, Doctor? Burned in the wreck of an airship. Born on the day the Titanic sank, died on the R101. Poor, tragic little Charlotte Pollard. Her life snuffed out before it had even begun. That's how it is, isn't it, Doctor? I am the Lord Rassilon. At last, my children, you have returned to me. Then, uh, Paul, it is your honour to kick off this little um, this little discussion. So, uh, what, what did you think of this one then? Well, having suggested we do this one, I think it's yeah, all my yeah. fault. Yeah, sh- sh- shall we? <laughs> That's telling. Um, sh- shall we sort of explain your reasons why you selected this one? Um, I just quite liked the description about it being. Talking about alternate timelines, um, Gallifrey and going back to the history, what history has been buried. Yeah, because it, it was sort of like um, you sort of sort of, sort of like a like a thread from the end of the last series of Doctor Who with the revelations yeah. about Gallifrey. So yeah, so that sort of caught your eye, didn't it? It did. Yes. Yes. Um, but uh, by by the sounds of what you said at the beginning, it's, it's sort of caught in your throat as well. <laughs> no, I, I I just didn't really get into inhabiting this story, for want of a better word. Oh right, okay. I think I think particularly with audio dramas, I think you have to sort of feel you're there mm. to enjoy it to its maximum. And I just never really felt I couldn't I couldn't quite visualise anywhere that the the action was taking place. Yeah. And that then once I'm not necessarily seeing it in my mind, I then try and find it hard to to get into it as a story. I I do take your um your meaning, actually. Um I did find it rather hard to follow. At yeah. certain times, because it's a very long story. This one, um, and before we go any further, just say you know there will there will be spoilers in this. It's a very very old title. This one, so um, but there will be spoilers in case you haven't heard it. Um, yeah, I have to say it's not helped by the fact that the first two times I listened to it, I seemed to have fallen asleep at exactly the same place. Yeah, I've got to be honest. I was struggling to keep my attention focused on this one. Um, 
I don't know if it's because, <laughs> as we were talking about, you know, at the beginning, we're sort of like, you know, we're all locked in at the moment. Um, you're trying to get some sort of routine going. And it, yeah. It's, it's difficult. And you just get to the point where you can't be bothered to listen to an audio story either. You just sort of become so, sort of, you know, indolent at, at certain points. Um, it might have been better if I'd actually put this onto my phone and then gone for a walk. Yeah, because I usually listen to it. Yeah, yeah, because I usually listen to these when I'm driving to and from work. Yeah. So, and this time I wasn't. I was trying to sit at home and listen to an audio story. Um, and there's just too many other things going on. Yeah. You know, indoors. So, um, but saying that, like you, it didn't. It didn't really grab my attention. No, it, it, this one. The, the, the plot was a bit. I mean, it's sort of. In the end, it sort of makes sense, but most of the way through, you're not really... I find it hard to care for any of the characters. Yeah. And certainly, I've, I think the the whole who the never people were could actually have been done a lot better. Yeah. I think, I think you know, the... You never had any sympathy for them, really. No, despite th- the fact of what had been done to them. Well, they tried to sort of elicit some sort of sympathy, um, but then they yeah. just turned into stereotypical bad guys who wanted revenge. Yeah, the the two the two that were Romana's friends when she was growing up that were taken out of times. The only time where you actually sat there and felt, oh, this is you know. Mm. Obviously, a terrible thing. Yeah. The whole fact that the main villain is trying to look like um, Charlie rather than herself, himself, whatever, sort of then I don't really think necessarily added to it other than obviously to be voiced. Well, I, th- um, I thought, yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was it was well acted. I like, you know, um, so India Fisher got like a, a, a dual role in this one, yeah, um, as such. So, and I, I mean, I like the character Charlie Pollard anyway. Um, so I thought they were very, you know, she was very good. I thought Paul McGann was very good in it as well. Um, so was Lala Wald. She's certainly sort of re- retained that um, Romana to haughtiness. Yeah. Which, which I, you know, I, I quite like, but um, slightly underused. Underused, and I just thought, yeah, it was just too complicated a, a, a story. A yeah. story, it, well, it didn't necessarily need to be. It was all trying to type the whole Charlie Pollard um, story, wasn't it? From starting yeah. back with Stormwall, which and... Alan, Alan Barnes, who wrote this, wrote Stormwall, and so I suppose it, it's his character. Kind of thing, and it leads into Zagreus. Yeah, um, I mean, that, which, that's what it's setting up, isn't it? Exactly. Uh, which we've sort of stayed away from. Yeah, because I, we I, keep saying we're going to do it. We're going to we? do it. And, ever, and when I tell this to other Doc Two fans, they say, "Don't," because it's all false. <laughs> yeah, I've got a funny feeling it maybe this turned up a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got a funny feeling it'll be that as well. Because I, I, uh, I just thought it was. Um, now Alan, Alan Barnes has got he's written quite a few different things. He he, he was a uh, um, sort of an editor. Of, I think he was editor for like Judge Dread magazine, and, and he's written 
for Doctor Who magazine as well. And, and so he's got a um, sort of good track record, put it that way. Um, but this seems to be the kind of story that it seems to sort of carry over from... Now, I haven't read many of the Virgin adventures um yeah those novels that sort of filled in the the uh the missing years of doctor who as it were um but a lot of them were overly convoluted and it just seems to be like you know people long-term doctor who fans are now writing their own stories and this is what you get they seem to miss they go heavily into the sci-fi and the concept of um but they seem to get forget what makes it fun yeah, and the Matrix stuff didn't really make sense in this. No. But you could enter the Matrix from anywhere, as long as you can do it from a TARDIS or uh, the space, the station, and then exit how you want to. So, yeah, effectively, all, all, all the clever stuff about needing Charlie to be the, um, sort of like the connection, gateway, gateway yeah, between yeah. the two. And then Romana just uses the Matrix to get between the two. Yeah, it's it's just just bits like that. You just sort of think, so this is this is now well, sort of plucking I, I, plucking ideas out of the air as it goes along. It felt like a bit some well, points. yeah. I mean, Doctor's always played hard and fast with its own yeah canonicity or or whatever the hell you want to call it. You know, um, yeah, um, which which is fine. You know, it wasn't so much that, but they was trying. It was being such a. It was trying to be so clever, and then suddenly, oh, I need to get Romana out. Of the yeah. way and back to and off the the ship and out off the, out of the TARDIS. So, oh, I'll just put her in the Matrix and take her that way. And you sort of lose a feeling of the where the the jeopardy was really. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it was it was a nice sort of story from the point of view. You're right. There wasn't a lot, a lot of jeopardy there. I suppose the only sort of jeopardy sort of came at the end with the Doctor basically sort of gave himself. Didn't yeah, it? you know, sacrificed himself for, um, for you know, for, for, to save Charlie, um, and that's I, when it sort of leads into the next story, which we've shot yeah. away from. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, this this is a, heavy, a hard listen. Maybe it would have been easier if they had split it into you know to four um, separate episodes. Because this goes off like yeah. two and a half hours, basically, doesn't it? And it's only got yeah. one. It's only, it's only two episodes as well. Yeah. So it's a long. I was sitting. thinking that. Yeah. Norm, I think by late. I think this is obviously a fairly early version, isn't it? I think by later by later ones, when they get to two hours, you get four half-hour episodes, don't you? Yeah. Because this is obviously the, the the story. This is building to Zagreus. This was wasn't this to celebrate the. 40th anniversary of Doctor Who. So I think it was building to something big. I, th- well, I think Zagreus was the 40th. That well, That's what I'm saying. It was building up yeah. to Zagreus, which was the 40th thing. So yeah. it, it seems they sort of used this story to sow the seeds for the for the big yeah. upcoming extravaganza. Yeah. Um, and it fell a bit flat for me, actually. I know, yeah. you know, this is a, a long time I mean, ago now. The whole... But... The whole... I mean, the other bits that I didn't quite understand, I quite like the idea that that could have, the Never Weld or whatever, mm. could have been the inside, turned inside out TARDIS. But then if it wasn't Rassilon's, whose was it? Well, yeah, there was you that know? actually. If Rassilon's or... is just a. No. 
No, it, 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 it's sort of explained as given the fact that, oh, this could be Rassilon's. Yeah. And that's why they're taking the casket. But if the Rassilon isn't in the casket because he's never left the tower. Yeah, the death zone. Yeah. Yeah. Then whose TARDIS is it? Because presumably the, the Never people get there because they're disintegrated in the... Well, it's... The other thing I don't like is the oubliette. Oh, I know. that That's somebody's... That that's uh, a real joke. sort of little oh, I don't know little bookwormy joke. Yeah, that in it really oubliette. Yeah, no, no, yeah, you have to bloody look that one up. That's just someone trying to. Oh no, that's just yeah. someone trying to be clever. I think yeah. that that sort of then takes away from the horror of what this is, what is happening to these people. Yeah, is then oh when they go into the oubliette. It's, hmm, yeah, yeah okay. that, which is adjacent to the escritoire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, that's. I think that is actually one of the things that got on my nerves. <laughs> the oubliette um, of time. <laughs> yes. So, so yeah. So, so there's there's lots of of there's. A, I think there's a good idea here, and an interesting idea. Mm. And the fact that you know you he, he, and doesn't it not even explore then the fact that. Romana says we've we've banished that, you know, as a as a concept. That that was a shocking time in Time Lord's history. Yeah. That people were sent to there. And but then you get the thing about they're still coming. Yeah. And it's because the their suggestion then is she's still ordering it, but then once they're evaporated and it raised from time. Mm. She forgets that she's ordered it in the same way as the leader does. Well, I I took it that the the CIA was still the special yeah. intervention agency was still sending them. Send them, yeah. That that that's what I took from it. But but you um, don't know. I mean, no, that, exactly. That could have been yeah. that could have been handled. That 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 was actually probably the interesting part of this. Could have been the interesting part of this story. You know, is well, into that. Well, yeah. What, what is exactly um, happening? Is it still happening? What? What well, is going on? And yeah. the, the the whole actual play for power of the coordinator against yeah. Romana, yeah, isn't doesn't really appear until he suddenly comes out and says, "No, she, she can stay with you, and I'm now acting president." Well, I couldn't understand whether that was actually him. Excuse me, him making a play for power, or he was under the influence. Influence. Well, there, there was a sense of, of how, and how long had he been under the influence? What was was the whole thing about him being taking them there? Was he already under the influence before any plan was made to go to Neverland? Yeah, so to speak. You know, so you, you know, you don't know whether. He, He's always been pushed that that way, yeah. And that sort of was was just left, I think, a bit too much up in the the in, more interesting bits that could have been this story are the bits that sort of they just sort of brushed upon and then moved on. Yeah, it's sort of like they just wanted to get to the let's build up to Zagreus, yeah, coming along. Yeah, um, what I did like though, I like to what, say they build up to the action, but they don't really. There wasn't really a lot. No, there wasn't a lot going on, really, was there? No. Um, it's now what I did like though was uh, Don Warrington. I was going to say that 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 probably is the highlight. I mean, any 
Don Warrington's voice is just brilliant. Yeah, I know it is. To be honest, yeah. And anything you hear him in is, yeah, is is worth the admission money. Yes, that yeah, admission alone, basically. Yes. Um, yeah, I thought I thought he was really good actually. Um, and it was it. <clears throat> how can I put this? It was um, nice to see a, a wrestle on. I've just given the game away now. Um, a wrestler that wasn't shouty and lusting for power. He was he yeah. was ancient and wise, which is yeah. what I I'd always assumed wrestling was like. He's gone through it now. <clears throat> this is now yeah. He's had time to contemplate his place in history. Yeah. Now, and that, that's that's what I liked about it. Um, yeah. I mean, even when you see wrestling in in the um, in the Five Doctors. He he's not like lusting for power. He's trying to stop people achieving that that, that level of power. Mm. Um, so he he's always sort of yeah. He's, what he's doing there is for the oh you've ruined the five doctors. I've ruined the well. five. Oh no, what's wrong with me tonight? Um, <laughs> but he's trying to save Gallifrey. But in this, he's tr- he's trying to do the same thing again. Yeah, and he's there to give the doctor advice rather than especially at the end. Yeah, you know, um, and yeah, and he's not, and he's just you know basically. Tries to, oh, as whether he, he's not even really trying to talk the doctor out of it. It's just to say to the doctor, "Is this really the decision you want to make?" Yeah, exactly. And then lets him make it. So I, I thought that was really, really, yeah, um, really good actually, and a very, very good, and understated performance. As you yeah. say, it's just that vo- his voice as well, you know. Yeah, it's absolutely great. But uh, and the bit, and the bit, obviously with Romana where. At the end, where he's talking to her, but then you know, saying, "Well, look, you've got the choice now. If if you want to know what happens, then you've got to stay." Yeah. But if if you want to go, you go now, and you'll have to find out for yourself. Yeah, that's it. So no, I I I, I liked these influence at the end of the story. Yeah, I really did. It's just a shame about what came before it. Really, it was just a bit. It was a bit of nothing, really. I wonder if actually. By the time I listened to it the third time, well, I sort of listened to it because I'd listen, I knew I'd listened to the first half an hour. It was the middle, about 40 minutes I missed every time. The next, four, you know, yeah, that bit I could, where they actually went on to the, the centre of the planet and whatever. Mm. I kept missing. So I listened from that bit onwards through, and, it's, and it was a bit more enjoyable. I wonder whether, A, if I listened to it again, I'd actually... Made myself listen to it in shorter, bite-sized bits. Mm, yeah, yeah. So that I didn't sort of end up. It, yeah, it it wasn't it wasn't if this was a book, it wasn't a book that you you couldn't put down till you finished it. <laughs> yeah, I take I take your meaning, but it, it's also kind of um, a sort of a, a, a disappointment that it's sort of like you know, this doesn't really work really if you've got to break it down into your own episodes. Yeah, really. Um, and I think it just shows what a mistake it was to 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 put it out in two episodes of very very long length um, as well. So the fact you've you've got to make it work, yeah. you've got to basically right. Okay, I'm going to stop here. This is this is this is my cliffhanger. Yeah, but the way I it think... went, there wasn't really any cliffhangers, was there? I mean, I think this may have been one of the longest ones that they'd done by that that stage. Hmm. Um, and it may just be that they haven't quite worked out 
as I say, I think now Big Finish when anything's two hours or so, they break them down into half-hour episodes. Well, yeah, because I think you know, I think it's, you're right. We said those early days, they were sort of you know they're finding doing, their feet. They were, yeah, and it's sort of now they sort of or, I don't know when it was, but they did get to that point where okay, if we're doing Doctor Who, we'll do it like it was put out on yeah. a Saturday night in half-hour episodes. Yeah. So if they're trying to recapture that that classic series feel, that's that's what they did, um, which I think works a lot better. Yeah. This is sort of like taking the the, the JNT forty five minute episode format and then stretching it. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it, it, I just don't think it it necessarily works, particularly if you you're not. Okay, if you're immersed, if it's a story the way you actually do find yourself feeling the story, for want of a better word, mm. then that's fine because time tends to go quite quickly then anyway. But when it's a story where you're having to think all the time, what is going on here? What is doing that? It becomes a bit of it comes hard work in a way. It does. It really and, does become hard work. You're right. And when you're doing that for two and a half hours... You're start thinking, I should have had a tea break. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, it wasn't, you know, you know part of the performances, you know, it, it wasn't, um, you know, that wasn't the only good thing about this story. I mean, I did like the whole um, sort of Peter Pan analogy yeah. at one point as well. Um, obviously, Neverlands and everything, but where Charlie's basically saying the Doctor was Peter Pan. Yeah. He never grew up. Um which, in a funny way, that's sort of on the money. Yeah. To be honest, so I, I, I did actually, I like that, that aspects of it, and I think those were sort of some of the, the highlights of it was the interaction between the Doctor and Charlie. Uh, the actual plot itself, I couldn't really care less for, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I quite like the, the actual. The bit with Romana and the Doctor, you know, and she's saying about, you know, one day you're not going to be able to keep your promises. Yeah. I thought was a good... Yeah, the the, the character interactions the were, 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 yeah, were, were good. And also, as you say, sort of pointing out um, sort of things to the Doctor because, you know, he, he, he sort of, you know, goes from one thing to the other. Um, just don't, don't worry, I'll fix this, I'll fix that. And, and there's some things, he, you know, he... he he can't. Um, he yeah. always wants to be the one to to save everybody, put himself, uh, uh, you know, in, in danger. Um, well, some people just don't want him to do that. They want to yeah. accept, and that's I think was that's what Charlie was trying to do in this story was was to. She kept saying, "I shouldn't be alive. I should be dead." Yeah, and the, the scene know. where the doctor wasn't going to have it, was he? You know, the same scene where he's given the weapon and said, yeah. "Well, the only way you can save time is by shooting Charlie." Yeah. And I thought that that was a good scene, and also from obviously Charlie's point of view that she's saying, "No, you've got to kill me. Mm. I've had my time. Yeah, you've given me more than than I was entitled than I should have had anyway." Yeah, and I thought that was good. That was good. By saying true Doctor Who style, though, that can never happen, can it? No. No, and I think that was that was that was you know, and 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 fair enough that the Doctor. Doesn't do that. Mm. Yeah, you couldn't imagine him sort of killing his, his companion, but no, 
But there was, a, you know, I mean, not knowing how Charlie Pollard's um, character arc ends up, um, I sort of think for one moment, you know, is she going to sort of, you know, do it herself yeah. at one point? I think, is this what this is leading to? Uh, but but no, it, you know, it, it, it didn't. I know sort of Big Finish will go to places that the BBC dare not go. Um, mm. But I thought, you know, are they really going to have, a, have a, a companion commit suicide here? But obviously not. Obviously not. No. So, yeah, but I've got no idea how, what, how Charlie Pollard's character ends up. No idea at all. So it's uh, whether that, that I, I don't, does that resolve itself in Sagreus? I've got no. Does the whole right. thing about that um, the Inside Out Tardis resolve itself in Sagreus as well? Yeah, I don't know. I've I mean, no we, idea. We, we are going to have to listen. Yeah, we're going. <laughs> I mean, and the, the idea of this story is to think that you go straight and think, oh, well, I must listen to Sagreus now, which I've got. Same here. Um, <laughs> and at no point since I listened to this have I thought, oh, I must listen to Sagreus now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Absolutely not. I mean, getting back to the other bits, I liked the when Romana and the Doctor were pretending to fix the TARDIS. Mm. Yes, that was and a good you had, bit. Yeah. And you had that, which was particularly a Romana Doctor scene. Yeah. And I felt I thought that was well written. And, you know, having gone through the whole, you know, President Romana and whatever, and she'd been official, where she just sort of dropped back into the the Doctor's assistant, for want of a better... Yeah. Word and it just sort of works still. I thought that was good. Yeah, I mean, I say there was some good bits in it. Yeah, really, uh, there was some good bits, but um, as a whole, it 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 for for me anyway, it it didn't really work. Yeah, it, it, it was too much hard work. I think it was. Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm obviously too lazy with my sci-fi to want to sit there and well, work it out. But I, I th- oh, I just, oh, just as I say, I think I probably should have just done it in smaller, smaller bits. So yeah, I, I think this is this is something looking that... forward to the next bit of it rather than yeah. looking at my watch, thinking how many how long for how much longer is this going for? I think it, it was to a certain degree, maybe a little bit self-indulgent. Yeah. In places, a little bit too... Trying to be a bit too clever when it didn't have to be. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the only way I can sort of sum this this one up, really. It, it was just trying to be something it, it, it didn't have to be. You know, it could have been... You could have told the same story, I, f- I feel, a lot more simply. If there's bits listening to this now, having this... Obviously, having watched the most recent series of Doctor Who. Yeah. Where they there's I can't remember which character says that the Doctor's always surprises with all his lives. Ah yes. <laughs> which you sort of now feel and actually that there there seem to be references there that there was quite a few lives through this. Yes. I don't know whether that is just my imagination now whether I'd have had the same feeling had I listened to this in December last year? Yeah. Or not, I don't know. But it did seem to feel that it wasn't out of place with what we've just had hmm. as a series. Yeah. It's the one thing I would take from this is that it doesn't 
It did, even this didn't seem jarring to that. No. No, no, I think you're right there. I think you're right there, actually. But, uh, oh, well. It's we, we've listened to it now. That's the that's the thing. We know what to cross off the list, isn't it? So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame because I think up till now I've, I've enjoyed all the Eighth Doctor stories we've we've um, we've covered. Um, yeah, I think really this is about the, the first sort of you know clinker that we've um, that we for me anyway that, that you know that we've we've uh, we've come up against. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. But uh, hey, you can't have a hundred percent strike rate all the time, can you? Time. No, no. you've got a uh, swing and miss now and again. And as you say, I think this was building up to Zagreus. Yeah, it seems to be more um, interested in doing that than telling its own the story. Sto- its own story, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I and mean, this is for a two and a half hour prequel, was a bit. <laughs> That's what I mean, self indulgent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, should we, should we leave that there then? Yes. Let's leave that there before. So, it's sad to sort of come back with a. A negative podcast. Yes. Really. It's a shame. But uh, as I say, hey, we've been fairly positive of, of recent, so it's, it's good to come back down to where we usually are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How was that positivity we were talking about? <laughs> People watching Doctor Who together and enjoying Doctor Who. No, we've exhausted that, sorry. Yes. <laughs> okay, everybody. Yes, yes so- yeah. And just to remind everyone that our tweet along on Neverland is next. <laughs> I don't think we'll get anyone involved from Big Finish along with this one after that. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> you, you try, your email to Alan Barnes hasn't been replied to yet. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Yeah, straight in the spam folder. Uh, right, so um, so that's it for this month. So obviously because we're back to monthly podcasts again. So next month, uh, Paul and I'll return, I think, with a Target Target, book. yes. yes. Yes, well, target stroke DVD review, really, isn't it? Yes. To, to put it into, into its proper context. It's not a straightforward book review. No. But uh, it's always the uh, the book and uh, TV version comparison. Yes. I think it's more more what we're doing there. So, uh, yeah. So, we're, we're back to that endless cycle. <laughs> yes. Without any new who to... Uh, to tantalise us um, but if that doesn't force the people out onto the streets we I don't know what will exactly this really is a test of their self-isolation skills <laughs> this isn't it bloody hell um, so do you stay in and stay safe or do you head to our houses with the flaming people <laughs> well at least the fire will kill the germs off <laughs> <laughs> yeah well maybe <laughs> so um, so apart from that what I'm also trying to do I'm also trying to do um, a few Vidcasts over the next few months as well. So, but like short five minute vidcasts. Um, so, hopefully, we'll sort of put them out to sort of keep you, hopefully, keep you entertained um, whilst you're whilst you're sitting there locked in. Just <laughs> might give you a break from Netflix, or Amazon Prime, or Disney Plus if you've got it now. Mm. Yes, so I'll give you a, a break from that. So, um, but so just keep an eye on our Twitter and, and Facebook feeds um, to see what yeah. what's, uh, what's coming up next. Yeah, we'll tell you what target book we're doing, indeed. Okay, everybody. So, until then, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye.
listening to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who podcast alliance. Mm-hmm.